Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Nehemiah, and today's program, A Friend of the Gunthers, is coming to visit us from California. Today, we are going to learn why May 21, 2011, is the beginning of the end of the world. shine on the truck. What's your name? My name is Matthew, and my dog's name is Eddie. I remember your name, Jonah. Do you want me to read that sign to you? Yes, thank you. Sure, Jonah. It says, May 21, 2011, Judgment Day. Revelation 6:17. For the great day of his wrath is come. How is God coming back? Is he coming in a car? Is he coming on a ladder to repair your house? You mean to fix God's house, Lydia? God's spiritual house is almost complete. It's made up of all the true children of God. I hope I'm in that house. Hi, Matthew. How have you been? It's so good to see you again. It's good to see you all again, too. Please come in, Matthew. Lunch is all ready. Mr. Gunther, how do Christians know that Christ will return on May 21st, 2011? Esther, there's much information in the scriptures that show that Christ will now return in less than one year. What do you mean, Grandpa? Well, the most direct statement, Sarah, in all of the Bible is Genesis 7-4. God told Noah in seven days... He was going to destroy everything from off the face of the earth. Sarah, can you read that for all the boys and girls listening at home? Sure. Genesis 7, 4. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth, forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made what I destroy from off the face of the earth. And then in verses 10 to 12, God tells us exactly when the destruction began to the very day, the 17th day of the second month. Matthew, could you read that for us? I'd be happy to. Genesis 7, 10 through 12. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. God continues to tell us very directly 
in 2 Peter 3, 6 through 8, that the old world perished. Honey, could you read that, please? Sure. Let me see. Uh, 2 Peter 3, 6 through 8. Whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. We read here that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Could God be any more direct than that? Grandpa, we've been talking about Noah. What about Abraham, who married Sarah? That's a good question, Sarah. God started the nation of Israel with Abraham. Was Abraham born in Bethlehem, Mr. Gunther? Actually, Esther, Abraham was born in Ur of the Chaldees, or Babylon. God told him to move to Canaan, which is a picture of heaven, in 2092 B.C. Spiritually, all who become saved, like Abraham, come out of Babylon, which is a picture of our sin-cursed world, and go into the land of Canaan. Why is the world called Babylon? The Bible calls this world Babylon because it is a picture of the kingdom of Satan. Furthermore, all churches worldwide are also called Babylon because Satan is ruling in them. Jesus said he would come back, right? Yes, Jonah. Christ promised he'd return. And about 2.3 billion people who call themselves Christians understand this. Do you believe it as much as you believe the Bible is true? Yes, I do, Nehemiah. God has been so kind to give us so many proofs in the Bible and much time to cry out to him for mercy before it's too late. Then why do so many people think that the Bible says that no man can know the day or the hour? Sarah, nothing in the Bible says we can't know the time, although God hid this information in the Bible until our day, as we read in Daniel 12, 9. And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. We have to keep in mind that God has established a pattern of warning the true believers before he brings judgment. Will true believers know the time when Christ returns? The Bible makes it very clear that true believers will know the time, Jacob. Can you read 1 Thessalonians 5, 4, please? Sure, Grandpa. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. The children of God are ready and watching. Sarah, can you look up Revelation 3, 3, please? Okay, Grandpa. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief. And thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. 
Esther, I think I'll have you take Hebrews 10.25. All right, Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching. We can see the day approaching by many infallible proofs. Matthew, can you read Matthew 24, 43 to 51, please? Sure, Mr. Gunther. Matthew 24, 43 through 51. But know this, that if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household, to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, that he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour that he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, I have a question. What about the timeline that goes from the creation to Noah's flood and then to the crucifixion? Hmm, well, let's see. Um, creation was 13,023 B.C. and to the flood in 4990 B.C. was 6,023 years. And from the flood to the crucifixion in 33 A.D., was 5,023 years. Notice the number 23 appears in 13,023, 6,023, and 5,023. Do you remember what the number means spiritually in the Bible? Is it judgment, Grandpa? Very good, Sarah. What about the 430 years in Egypt? Let's see, that's... uh... 3 times 430, that is equal to 1,290 years in Daniel 12.11. That's excellent, honey. Can you read Daniel 12.11? Yes. Daniel 12.11, And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that maketh desolate set up, there shall be a thousand... 290 days. These 1290 years separate the three great tribulations spoken of in the Bible. The first one was in 1877 BC when Jacob had to go down into Egypt. Then 1290 years later we land on 587 BC when Judah was destroyed by the Babylonians. Then we go 1290 years times 2 or 2580 years later we land on 1994 which marks the end 
of the first part of the great tribulation of our day. Yes, Mr. Gunther. There's also the great falling away, or apostasy, when Satan takes his seat in the temple, which are the churches and congregations worldwide, according to 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-4. You're correct, Matthew. Thank you for reminding us of those very important verses. Would you mind reading them, please? Sure, I'd love to. 2 Thessalonians 2, 1-4 Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. What about the fig tree symbolizing national Israel becoming a nation again in 1948? more than 2,000 years after being destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. Yes, Aline, that is very significant. Thank you. Three verses in Matthew 24 speak about terrible spiritual deception, as we will see all over the world in every single church, including those who feature false signs and wonders gospels. Would you like to read those, Matthew, for all the boys and girls listening at home? Sure, Mr. Gunther. Matthew 24, 4-5 says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And Matthew 24, 11 repeats this for a second time, And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. Lastly, Matthew 24, 24-25 repeats this warning for a third time, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. We could look at many more signs of the times that ultimately point to May 21, 2011, but we've run out of time today. We hope you enjoyed today's program. For a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible, in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. The title of today's program is Why Do Christians Believe That Christ Will Return on May 21, 2011? Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we learn something new from the Bible. May God richly bless you, boys and girls.